Hey, this is your name, your name, your name. And uh, they say it ain't easy. Dean Green. Dan Green. The New York Jets. Have their man. Jets got themselves a great Robert Sala. Robert Sala. Talk about all gas, no break. The great one. We're not talking about effort on the field. Ooh. We're talking about the process at which we do things. I'm not going to lie to you. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Keep your foot on the pedal. Base, 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 base. There's no way I'm not going to have enthusiasm on the sideline. Hey, own this rep. Own this rep. The New York Jets. We beat anybody in the world, and I think we're going to win next Sunday. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest edition of the Ain't Easy Being Green podcast, broadcasting to you live from beautiful, amazing, picturesque Crystal Lake Studio. My name is Keith Fowl. I am joined, as always, by my colleague and co-host, none other than the number one Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Lagaris, everybody. Yo, what's up? <laughs> Come on in, hype. And you know him, you love him. The greatest high school football coach in the nation today is back. Having Tucker Sammy in a hot minute. My cousin, Samuel Harris. Sammy, what's up, man? Jet Nation, what's going on, everybody? And you got to forgive Sammy. Don't he might me. have a slight bit of a delay. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So now I'm going to let him out. Dream in a full tank. <laughs> <laughs> He's headed down to South Carolina right now to see his boy, man. So Sammy might be on a slight bit of a delay. We'll uh, try to correct that in the post the post audio for the uh, download. Let me say something here, guys. We got a lot of topics to get to. We're going to try to get through them quick. A couple main ones here. Sean Payton, we know, put the Jets on blast, hacking on blast, hard knocks on blast. We'll get to that in a moment. Dalvin Cook might be coming to the Jets. Hey, we'll get to that in a moment. But the number one thing to talk about, Michael Garris, is Aaron Rodgers, the chosen one, the leader of this team, making what is, I mean, technically it is. I mean, you you can't argue with it. Probably one of the most selfless, contractual decisions you've seen in in, uh, team sports, giving back basically 35 million bucks to the Jets here. The deal in total is a three-year, $112 million deal, but the $75 million of this is guaranteed. The previous guarantee was $110 million. Um, to voluntarily reduce your own salary by $35 million is mind-boggling. For Jet fans listening, for all us Jet fans, to think that we would be able to even get Aaron Rodgers at one point, pipe dream. We accomplished that. To think he's going to come to the squad integrate himself the level that he has so far which has been absolutely amazing i know it's the honeymoon phase guys don't get me wrong but he's doing everything right here and then to voluntarily reduce the salary mike to this level which is the most of any player in the history of team sports allows us all types of flexibility mike like to think things would go this well with aaron with his personality contractually i mean the, the the green bay's on the hook for 40 million this year we're only hooked for eight on the cap uh, this is kind of best case scenario. I know we have to get into the season. Don't get me wrong. But so far with Aaron Rodgers, Mike, I think this is as good as it could possibly have gone. Yeah, this is, there's no question about it. I mean, a lot of the the uh, concern around Aaron Rodgers was, is this going to be a one-year deal? Is this going to be something that the Jets are going to end up regretting? Kind of like the way Brett Favre came a couple of years ago. But what Aaron Rodgers did here was basically say, look, I'm all in. You know, he took less money, showed that sacrifice. And that is going to be an example potentially to other players on this team that could also take a sacrifice to win now. I mean, this guy took a $35 million pay cut, right? To make the team better. What do you say to a guy like Corey Davis? What do you do? What do you say to another guy that, you know, hey, instead of, you know, take a 10 mil, whatever, take a $3 million cut. Look, so veterans that are trying to win now. I mean, it's very selfless and it sets the tone that this is a team now goal and not about uh, me, right? So um, I thought, you know, I I didn't know that this was going to be the deal. And now looking at the way it's structured and how cap friendly this is to the New York Jets over the next couple of years, um, it really sets the franchise up to not only really win now, but uh, set the tone coming in that this is this is all about the New York Jets. This is all about team. And I think Aaron Rodgers, again, all his comments, all his actions, everything he's done, he's hit a home run here um, to start off. And I just couldn't be more happy with 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 what I've seen. 
Tim, let me ask you, man, as fellow Jet fan who's been rocking here for a long time, waiting for quarterback just like me and Mike, when you hear Aaron Rodgers, who's our new quarterback, say, I know the Jets gave up a lot to get me. He didn't lose sight of that. I don't think this is a one-year thing. And then he goes ahead and signs a contract like this, which makes you think, all right, he's going to at least be here for two years. This is just music to Jet fans' ears, is it not, Sammy? Yeah, I'm a big uh, man of action person, and everything he's done since he's come here, he said he wanted to play, and now he's here in a green uniform. He says he wants to play more than one year. He takes a $35 million pay cut to free up the team for the next two years to potentially make whatever necessary moves they need to either keep talent they have or add pieces that they're missing. So, like, I'm in love with everything he's done. I think the actions that he's taken speak louder than what he said off the field on shows or whatever it is. Um, and I'm really excited for kind of what we're, what we're looking at next step we're here with Dalvin Cook. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that might open us up to. We'll get into Dalvin in a minute. I was going to say, Mike, even the dead money down the line here, 2026 to 2028, Rodgers could cost the Jets about $30 million in dead cap hit. But Jet fans, if you look ahead to those years, the salary cap is going to be well over $300 million by that point. They're projecting $308 million by 2026. So if, if Aaron Rodgers costs us $10 or $11 million a few years down the line, but we had won a Super Bowl, no Jet fan cares. No Jet fan cares at all. I mean, we'll, we'll take that. I mean, this really is as good as it can go, Mike. I know Aaron Rodgers also, Mike, sent some words of encouragement here out to Jordan Love. You see some of the, the social media videos. Sauce gave him the chain, Mike. We talked about the contract. We talked about the chemistry he seems to have already with Garrett Wilson, who's tremendous. We all knew. It's not, it wasn't that hard to figure that one out. But they're already clicking, Mike. And also, Mike, you hear reports that Aaron Rodgers in the practices, Salah said, is like another coach. And he's going into the running backs when they're doing something and showing them, no, don't do it like this. Do it like that. And they're listening. Mike, I think you have a theory, though, why... Aaron Rodgers has been so positive and was given money back to the Jets and is doing every single thing, at least image-wise, to make himself look good. I'm not just saying he's doing it for those reasons. I'm sure he's doing it to help the team, Michael. But you do have a theory um, insofar as where he departed from and maybe why he's going about things this way, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think he ever had an issue with any of the Je the Green Bay players. Jordan Love, like he said, hey, be yourself. He just said that to him as he steps into the shadow of Aaron Rodgers over there in Green Bay. There's a lot of eyes on him to see what he's going to be able to do over there. And I don't think Aaron really had any issues ever with uh, any of his players. I think it was pointed at the general manager, Budenhouse. And unfortunately yeah. for Green Bay, the GM got got tried to be cute, tried to, tried to think that, you know what, I'm going to try to do it my way and not really understanding the, the simple view of the world in that you have a hall of fame quarterback you do everything you can to keep that guy happy and while you have that person you can win championships but he tried to yeah. go you know off his own beaten path and tr went and drafted jordan love and that just really pissed aaron Rodgers off because i don't think he felt that he was appreciated you know yeah. what i mean and so yeah. um so that being said you know Aaron was was saying I want a uh, a player friendly deal meaning I want all the money that I deserve. He wasn't going to OTAs. He wasn't mentoring any of the young players for the Green Bay Packers. And a lot of the fans took it as selfish that you know, he's selfish, he doesn't really care about us, blah 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 blah. blah. But really, he was angry at Gutenhaus. He went and won two MVPs back to back to be like, "Yo, you don't believe in me? Look you know, you, you, you know, that's your issue. So I think now, you know, pivoting over to the New York Jets, he's showing the Green Bay Packer management. Look, I am someone who can mentor players. I am someone who could take a team friendly deal to win now. I am someone who is all bought in and going to all the OTAs and working out and being the guy that you guys wanted me to be. But you didn't believe in me. You didn't appreciate what you had in me. Well, guess what? I have a franchise now that appreciates me for who I am and my leadership and, and what I have to offer, right? And so I feel like now, 
there's a two-way street. One thing, he does love being in a jet. He is having a really good time. He didn't immediately come out and say, I'm playing multiple years. He said, look, we're going to see what the deal is. But I feel like his time that he's been here, it's better than he could have ever even hoped for. He's seen players like Garrett Wilson. He didn't even know that Garrett was as talented as he is. So he's like, yo, I'm, I'm ready to go. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And then he took that team-friendly deal, and and the Packers fans are just sitting there like, "Damn, yeah, Gutenhouse, you screwed up, bro." And Rodgers is gonna, you know, he's all in, not just to go win, but to show you how you messed up. That's yeah. that's kind of how I feel. Yeah, and if Jet fans can benefit from that, and it helps us out, man. Hey, we're all for it. <laughs> we're all for it. All those whispers. And critiques that would sneak out of the Green Bay Packer camp, which, you know, came from the front office one way or the other. Those little things that would, you know, talk about our, his his dedication, like you said last year with OTAs, Mike, mentoring players, contractual things. All those negative things that seem to keep slipping out about him. He's not stupid. He knows where those comments are coming from. You know, you're trying to manipulate the media the best you can in Green Bay. It's not that difficult. Um, and now what Aaron Rodgers is doing, Mike said, and he's right, is every single one of those critiques... In Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is answering and checking all those boxes here in New York. You know, it's like when you're in a long relationship and you get out of it, some of the critiques that person who knew you for a long time might have had in your head, you're like, all right, I'm not carrying those over to this new situation I'm going to be in. That's how most of us are. Most of us learn, right? Even if those are true or they're not true, regardless of the fact, everything's going great so far here in New York. And the way Rodgers has embraced everything, man, has been tremendous, Michael. Officially, Mike, just so Jet fans know, this year on the cap, 2023 Aaron Rodgers will only cost the New York Jets 8.8 million dollars. Michael, and you put up a graphic that you sent me. Zach Wilson's contract I think is about 9.3 or something of that nature. So Zach Wilson will cost the Jets more this year than Aaron Rodgers on the cap. Next year on the cap, guys, 17.1 million. And then the other part of that guarantee is 50 million for 2025. If the Jets got that far with Aaron Rodgers, they'd probably restructure the contract um, and figure something out. That's wishful thinking. That's three years down the line. One guy we hope to add as well to the mix here, Michael. One guy who we've been talking about, whispering about, hoping when we did a little free agent show, we hey, man, wouldn't it be great to get Dalvin or a Kareem Hunt, one of those guys that we know will be valuable veteran. And it seems like things might be falling into place here with Dalvin. You know, in the past 24 hours, especially the contract situation with Rogers kind of got squared away here. The, the agreement apparently was in place for a few weeks. And my thinking is this, Mike. If, like, this agreement was in place for a few weeks, like they said with Aaron, and they were just waiting for him to put pen to paper, agents know this stuff. So if you're Dalvin Cook's agent, and you know in a few weeks, the Jets are going to kind of restructure here, what's going on with Aaron, I'm sure. I'm sure Joe Douglas shared this information with Cook's agent. I know they're negotiating. They're they're, they're probably setting a price. I heard they're only $1 million apart, Mike. But if you're Dalvin's agent, you're saying, all right, let me wait for Aaron to sign. See how much money the Jets have then, and then we're going to come back and talk to you again. Because one, as we already know, it's his preferred destination. That's what's been reported the past 24 hours, 48 hours, Michael. These things, you take them with a grain of salt, Jet fans. I get it. We've heard Dolphins. We've heard Bills. We've heard Patriots, right? So take it with a grain of salt. Preferred destinations, New York. On paper, I think best team of all those teams I mentioned, New York. We have a better roster than the Bills. We have a better roster than the Pats. And I know the Dolphins have a good roster, but I'm taking our roster and Aaron Rodgers over Tua any day of the week. So if you're Dalvin Cook and you're looking at all those things, and you know, let me wait a few weeks and see what's up with Aaron's contract, which he did. Aaron just got his money, gave a bunch back to the Jets. Now you're Dalvin Cook and you're saying, let's go. And what happened, Michael, this weekend? What will happen, I should say, this weekend coming up shortly, Dalvin's coming into New York for a meeting. Seems like the writing's on the wall to me. That's what it seems like to your boy here. Maybe maybe I'm getting too positive because everything keeps going in the right direction, Michael, here with everything, with, with players, with Aaron Rodgers, with contractual things. But now it seems like, Mike, they have enough money. They had enough money anyway. But if they were haggling over a million or two, and now you have an extra six, seven, eight, ten million this year to, to you know to play with, that could be a game changer here. And Aaron Rodgers being that selfless guy he was, Michael, who's seen Dalvin Cook firsthand now. Four years in a row in the Pro Bowl for Dalvin. We know, 1,000 yards every year. Um, I think Aaron Rodgers knows if we get that dude, he helps this team. And that's all he cares about right now. And Dalvin Cook absolutely would be a game changer. I know Brees Hall's great, but there's studies the past 20 years. Guys that come back from his injury tend to have about 15% less yards per game, about 7 or 8% less yards per carry. A guy like Dalvin Cook, 
who aside from COVID hasn't missed many games the past four years, guys. Me and Sammy were talking about it um before the show started, guys. 65 games the past four years, only missed four or five games, Dalvin's non-COVID related. Um, he still he had an 81-yard run last year, Mike. 75-yard run the year before, 70-yard yeah. run the year before that. This guy is an absolute game changer, Michael, and it seems like he's gonna be a New York Jet. It does seem that way, uh, doesn't it? Just the fact that Aaron Rodgers just finished reworking his contract and all of a sudden we're bringing Dalvin in, right? I'm sure there were, there's been conversations going on. I was not someone that was skeptical, uh, who was thinking that Dalvin was gonna end up coming to the New York Jets. I think he wanted to go to Miami and Miami lowballed him. Yep. And I, basically they just don't have the money. I mean, they're paying Jalen Ramsey, they're paying Tyree Kill, they're playing Bradley Chubb, they're paying all these players you know um they just don't have the flow to give what he's looking for so um that being said i think also dalvin is kind of looking and seeing hey i'm at the point now where i'm trying to win championships i'm trying to make as much money as i can and trying to win championships and you look at the new york jets they probably can offer you outside of the new york state tax we all know that that's an issue uh, for yeah. all these players playing in new york but we could probably give you close to what you're looking for and a chance to win a title, right? And you know that you coming here uh, solidifies this team uh, having the number one rushing attack in the National Football League. So I know he understands that. I know he knows that the Jets are the darlings right now from the media perspective. He knows that this is, if he does well here, it will only increase his brand. Yep. So there's a lot of business decisions to consider. Um, I think that, um, you know, hopefully he comes this weekend and signs. If he doesn't sign, then I think he's using us as leverage to sign somewhere else, which could be New England. I know he's on his way to New Jersey right now and sent out a tweet with him running against the Miami Dolphins. So yeah. take that how you want to take that. I love it. I think, I think he really wants to go to Miami in my heart. I think that's what he really wants. But I just, I think he knows that they don't have the money. And also, um, you know, I, you know, prayers up to um, Jalen Ramsey. He was carted off uh, practice field uh, that just today. Um, but looking at that squad, I don't know with Tua's inconsistency from a health perspective, I don't know if he's thinking I can win over there. Yeah. Right. Even though they have a lot of talent, even though they have the best one-two wide receiving combo in the NFL, no yeah. one's making that away. But is two are going to stay healthy. How you know is that team going to stay healthy? We, you know we don't know. But I'm I, I'm kind of open, man. Like I hope Dalvin or some great talent comes. This is why Aaron did what he did um, to to get so that the Jets can procure that elite talent, right? Yeah. But um, we'll see, you know, this weekend, we'll see what happens. He is coming to New Jersey, New York, and um, I hope he ends up signing with us. Yeah, Michael, 2019 to 2022, the best four seasons here where Dalvin Cook has played um, full seasons. You know, his first year, Michael, he only played four games. Second year, he played 11 games. Past four years, he's played full seasons here. 5,000 yards rushing over those four years you have 170 catches for 1300 yards receiving michael longs of 75 70 66 81 um and also one thing to mention mike in his career 1282 carries only 12 fumbles lost for dalvin cook so um this is a guy that secures the ball he's good out of the backfield rushing he's good out of the backfield catching he's not a bad blocker he's made the Pro Bowl four years in a row uh, and like Mike said, it does seem like Dolphins lowballed him. That might be all the Dolphins can offer him. We know Dalvin went to Florida State University. He's from Miami. Kind of seemed like that was a no-brainer. Mostert's not bad. Wilson Jr.'s not not bad. Mike, they're not bad running backs. Um, but I, Dalvin is a different level of running back than those guys. And I think the Dolphins know that. It's why they kick the tires on it to begin with. They just don't have the money to do it, you know? And I know there's this... And Michael, I know it's peripheral to Jet fans. There's a little concern of off-the-field issues to a degree in college. I know he got in trouble. He had an altercation. I know he had got in trouble a couple of years ago with the woman off the field. Michael, I think it's still going through litigation now. Um, but it does seem like, to me, aside from a few incidents, he doesn't seem like too bad of a guy. We have to worry too much about that. And the risk-reward, when you look at that type of stuff against what he can bring the Jets on the field, his age, only 27 years old, Michael. He's, like, he's not 31. He's 27. Right. Right. Mike, and like I said, he's only played the four full seasons. So it's not like he's 27, Mike, and now he has 2,000 carries already. You know, and he doesn't have that. He only has the 1,200 carries. So um, I we all love Brees Hall, don't get me wrong. And Brees Hall at 
is going to give you what Dalvin Cook has given teams in his career, the Vikings. Those home run hits. We saw last year versus the Packers, Brees Hall, amazing catch and run. Like, Brees Hall can do that. The question is, right now, Mike, he's on the physically unable to perform. Is he going to be ready for week one? They're saying he is. But historically, now you can you can defy statistics. You can be an AP, Mike. Um, You could be um Jamal Lewis, Mike, from the Ravens. We hear his name. Some guys come back and they're just as good. Don't get me wrong. But that's few and far between. Right. And so you can't you can't stick your head in the sand if you're the Jets and go, no, no, our guy is going to be the 5% that defies everything. And Brees Hall is going to be as good as he was. Because even at 80%, which is what most guys are that first year back, Mike, you have Saquon in fantasy, his first year back, he wasn't great. Last year, beast. Last year, back to the being a beast. So the Jets, I think, have to make a move like this at running back. We've been saying it for four months yeah. on the show. Okay, I know they drafted a Bonacano. Mike, I've been preaching it. You've been saying it. I didn't know it would be Cook, Michael, but even if it was Hunt or Elliott or Fournette, some veteran running back. And I think this would just be kind of a match made in heaven here for the player, the familiarity he has uh, with Aaron Rodgers. I know they like one another, Aaron Rodgers and him a boy. So I'm excited, Michael. I'm really excited. One guy that was not excited about the Jets or doesn't seem to be is Sean Payton, Mike. And I wish we still had Sammy. <laughs> Sammy's in, like I said, guys, Sammy's traveling down the South right now. So I'm sorry he checked out. But Sean Payton, Michael, um, so many thoughts. So many thoughts here on these comments. My first thoughts are wondering, like, it's why he seems... And Jeff Hans, you got to think about this. Why a, co- a head coach in the league right now... He's not, a, he's not an analyst anymore. He's a head coach right now. When have you ever heard or seen them completely put another coach and coaching staff on blast to this degree? This is pretty extreme. He's dropping F-bombs, the worst coaching job I've ever seen. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and we'll get into the Jets and Hard Knocks in a minute, but just if you just stick, Michael, just to the attack on everything that was done there last year, even so much as to say I can't believe anyone would think Russell Wilson isn't good anymore, you know, to go down that route, which, you know, you can – it's subjective. I understand these things, but he had the lowest touchdowns, completion percentage, quarterback rating – um, he just looked like a scrub the whole year. And I'm not saying Hackett didn't affect him. Or I'm not saying Hackett didn't um, lead into or lend into why maybe he didn't have success, Michael. But if you're saying, Michael, if people are saying the only reason Russell Wilson wasn't good last year was because of bad coaching, then they're saying the only reason he was good in Seattle was because of good coaching. That's what they're yeah. saying, right? So that's a stupid point to me. Yeah. That's stupid. That's low level. So the like, I don't know, Russell Wilson all of a sudden... Now he's not good at it's Hackett's fault. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, so when he was with Seattle and with Pete Carroll there, that was the only reason he succeeded. It was it was Pete Carroll. That was it. That's the only reason, Michael, he was good at all, you know? And a lot of this has to do, to me at least, Michael, with someone taking over a squad. A lot of expectations last year for the Broncos. Yep. They make you trade with Russell Wilson, Michael. And as of this moment right now, of this discussion looked at as one of maybe the worst trades of all time in the history of the NFL. Who knows? It's, it's definitely infamous. I mean, they got two first-round picks. They drafted Charles Cross. He's the starting left tackle for the Seahawks. They drafted Witherspoon last year. He's the starting corner. Uh, this is the most recent draft. He's going to be the starting corner for them. Um, Noah Font, they got in that trade. He's their starting tight end. They got uh, Mafia at linebacker. He, he's a backup linebacker. He's a second-round pick they got. They got rid of all that cast and they got Drew Locke, so they got that backup quarterback. They were able to promote Geno, who played much better than Russell Wilson last year. So every single possible way, even this way, Michael, the one draft pick the Broncos got in the trade, Mike, they drafted um, a defensive lineman. They drafted him in the fourth round. He just got suspended for the year for gambling. Just like just like, so <laughs> every single possible angle you can take this trade and look at it, horrible. Sean Payton knows that. But, Mike, he's tied to Russell Wilson in a $260 million contract for the next four years. Yep. They have no – they can't cut him. They can't do anything about it. He knows that. So what do you do then if you're a good coach, if you're trying to be a leader? You try to get out ahead of it, blame everyone else. It's not Russell Wilson's fault. You know, he's trying to, like Michael, like you said, I think, maybe take some of those bullets himself. But to me, it's it's a little much. You know, the way he went at it, the way he spoke about Hackett, super disrespectful. And we're getting to Coach Salah's kind of response to that in a minute. Michael, what was your reaction to the comments? And then what did you, where did you think this came from a place of why he seemed so mad and why he went at Hackett? and the coaching staff so hard from last year? Well, last year was such a disaster. Um, and the there were a lot of fingers pointed. Obviously, the biggest finger that was pointed was at the head coach, 
back then, Nathaniel Hackett, who happens to be our offensive coordinator. And one of his comments was it was the worst coaching job in history, right? Basically, he was saying. And, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Nathaniel Hackett did a terrible job as the leader of that of that team. Some of the issues that he had basically was roster management, managing the locker room, okay? Uh, a lot, guys that were chirping and making uh, issues on tra at training camp or within the locker room, and he wasn't really addressing those. Also, Russell Wilson and his like entourage, like he has this entourage of humans. They just had mad access to him and the team, which was just jacked, okay? There was really no uh, foresight. There wasn't any uh, uh, pre-planning that happened and it fell apart. And, and I'm not gonna say that Nathaniel Hackett wasn't responsible for a lot of that and deserves a, a lot of the blame. No question about it. But that was not leading to Russell Wilson missing wide open receivers in practice and in games. That's what okay. I'm so it was a full like collapse of the highest levels. And what Sean Payton was trying to do is pivot and make sure everyone understands that this is all Nathaniel Hackett's fault. And that's why everything is screwed up. No, no, Payton. Yes, Nathaniel did a bad job. But the quarterback sucked last year. There's no reason that any quarterback that's paid that much money, that's as good as he's supposed to be, can fall flat on his face the way he did. No reason, okay? <clears throat> so I understand what you're trying to do. Divert attention to Nathaniel Hackett. Then you take shots at the Jets about hard knocks, you know, Obviously, you know, they didn't want to be on Hard Knocks, but the NFL kind of forced them. So I feel like that was just like real. I, I just I just think it was just a really bad take by you. You have to think about what's the intent behind why you're doing that. And it's to what Keith said, alluding to in that you're looking to put a lot of the pressure on you. You know, you're trying to take a lot of the heat and the flame so that nobody's looking at your crappy ass quarterback which yeah. wonder i get it man i get it cycle this is psychological and then like robert solace said like it just addressed it like why are you throwing shots at the jets so you're saying oh they're like a dream team um we wouldn't ever do that and the only thing that they're going to win is the off season talking trash at the jets now and we don't play until week five until october and you're throwing so so Robert Sala said if you got no haters you ain't popping. Here's <laughs> the quote. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I mean, if you hating on us now, obviously there's something good going on, and that's fine, Aiden. That's that's yeah. totally okay. And and again, you're in a really bad situation, really bad situation, if you don't get Russell Wilson settled. Because they're locked into that cat for the next four years. I mean, it's a it's a gigantic contract. You're not drafting any quarterbacks. You're not doing anything. So you got to make it work. So, like Keith said, the only reason this would happen, you, you would do something like this, is narrative. Is trying to put everything on you. Because when we play you in 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 a couple of weeks, in the week five in October, this is the story. Not Russell Wilson sucking you will be the story and your comments and you think you're a big boy and you want a super bowl alone in new orleans and you could take all that heat and that understand it you know what i'm saying but <laughs> those comments are out there now so um we'll see you in october buddy yeah and i think michael i agree with everything you just said man it just seems like <laughs> that tough talk like that in that environment in a usa today interview when it kind of seems unwarranted shots here at the jets you're taking shots at the jets Saying, oh, they're being, they're winning the offseason. They're put together this and that. The Jets drafted Garrett Wilson and drafted Sauce Gardner and drafted Quentin Williams and signed low key free agents like DJ Reed and Conklin. They did the things that good teams do to be good. They did them last year, right? Not this year. That happened last year when you, did, when you wouldn't have said nothing about the Jets because Zach Wilson was our quarterback and we stunk. When everyone in the whole NFL said, this team is great, great defense, great defensive line, great secondary. Decent weapons. They just need a quarterback. Now we get the quarterback, 
and that's us just trying to win the offseason. No, that's just trying to be relevant and be good and make the playoffs for the first time in 12 years. What are you talking about? And to go into hard knocks, Mike, where he knows and everyone else knows they just turned it down twice. Right. Right. And to try to act like they're looking for publicity, they try to do the opposite. To even have Hard Knocks come in the building, the Jets said, you have to scale it down. It cannot be like it was in other seasons. We don't even want you here. That's the only way it even happened to begin with, Mike. Right? right. So that that's a low blow. That's, I mean, it doesn't even make sense, you know, that low blow. Obviously, Mike, this is what I think. I think Sean Payton knows Russell Wilson stinks now. And he's going <laughs> to stink this year, too. And then when he stinks and they all look at Peyton and say, you couldn't do nothing, he's going to be like, oh, well, it was that one year with Hackett. It ruined it. I had nothing to do with me. That threw him out of whack and this and that. Because everyone knows that trade's a joke. Everyone knows if, if Peyton's there, he probably doesn't make that trade. Don't get me wrong. But just the approach and the tough talk and the dropping of the F-bombs, and we wouldn't do this. And, um, man, you look like a clown. It's like, it's like these posts you see on the internet from some jabroni who would never say that to you if you were really in front of them. It just seems like that, you know? Um, unwarranted shot to the Jets, but... What are you going to do, man? We're a target now. Things have changed here. But like I said, man, to say they won the offseason, the Jets' offseason consisted of a draft and then sign- trading for Aaron Rodgers. Aside from that, who's the biggest name for agency parties? Alan Lazard? Right. Mike, I mean, is, Alan, is that a household name that I missed? I'm, I'm sorry. You know, like, they didn't go out and sign 15 guys. We didn't get 10 guys. We had the same team that we had last year. But now we have Aaron Rodgers, and now people are pissed. Now you have idiots like this pissed off. Now the Jets just won the offseason because we made one move, Mike. And that's it. That's all it takes. And now everybody who used to laugh at the Jets is looking at the Jets and saying, man, they could go 12 and 5. They could win the division. They might be great. Look at Aaron Rodgers doing all these things in New York. And everybody's pissed off about it. And all Jet fans need to do is take their middle fingers, stick them up in the air, and tell them, this is our year. We don't care what you say, haters. I don't care what Sean Payton and his garbage-ass team and Russell Wilson thinks. We're going to smash your squad when we play Like, yo, we don't care at all about any. We've been bad for so long. Right? We don't care about any of it. You understand? This team, the players on this team, these young guys like Quinn and Williams and and, and and Quincy Williams and, and the defenders that have been playing on this team for years, CJ Mosley, yo, they don't give a shit about anything except winning. That's it. They don't, the pressure, are you kidding me? The pressure? The pressure is just to freaking win. They want it. They don't care. Okay? None of the Jet fans care about the whole NFL, all the media, everyone talking. We want one thing. Let's Fucking win, baby. That's it. That's it. We're done. 12 years, bro. 12 years of trash. I don't care about any narratives. I don't care about about anyone like Peyton or they suck. We want to win. When we play the Patriots, I want blood. I want 16 and nothing. I don't care if Aaron Rodgers throws 58 touchdowns or 10. I just want W's, bro. That's all we and, – and no one understands that. Like, like Sean Payton and these other haters that are out there talking shit, they think that we care about their opinions. Screw you. We don't care about you and anything you say, bro. We just want to win. And they'll never understand that. No one will understand that except Jeff Vance, who have gone through this every freaking year watching this team fail and just have injuries bro not now man now i'm gonna you know i'm what? telling you every jeff fan out there enjoy every moment of this season every game all the good news just and suck it up because you don't know how long you're gonna have this bro this doesn't just happen yeah okay so hey Talk all your trash, throw your stones, man. I mean, we, we've been in the gutter for so long, none of us give a crap. And I'm sorry about my my my, my emotions and everything like that and my, my, my and, and cursing. I don't want to do that. But, like, I'm sorry. I just got to be real with everyone. Keith, me, every Jet fan on this trip, don't care about any of your opinions. We just want to win. Nope. <laughs> yeah. wanna win. I mean, Mike's right. It's funny because the way you say that, Mike, because it's like, Jet fans, no one's harsher on the squad than Jet fans. 
I'm no, I've been going to games since I'm seven. Every home game, I missed five or six my whole life. When I'm in the parking lot talking to Jet fans about the team, and some fans go by and want to talk back, there's nothing you can say. <laughs> you can't say nothing to us that we haven't already said about the squad, said to like, we're impenetrable. Our team stunk. We, we, we've taken the slings and arrows for my whole life. Know. You know, so when you're like, man, they won the offseason, it's like, yeah, bro, hopefully. And then it carries, like, do you think, do you think Bill Belichick, when he's sitting back thinking about this year and thinking about playing the Jets, now he knows we have Aaron Rodgers as our quarterback. And he goes, okay, now they have Aaron Rodgers. They have Garrett Wilson. They have Alan Lazard. They have Conklin. They, they might potentially get Dalvin Cook. They have Paul. They have an improved offensive line. On defense, they have Sauce Gardner. They have DJ Reed. They have Mosey. Quentin Williams, the machine. Do you think he sits back, Mike, Bill Belichick, and goes, nah, that team, that's just a team on paper that's good. They're not really that good. You think he thinks... Oh, that team? Now that's just, they won the offseason, but I don't have to worry about them in the regular season. You think teams actually have to play us that aren't trying to make stupid statements just for show, like he's trying to do, take the 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 focus off of what's really happening, which is the fact that Russell Wilson is garbage yep. quarterback now? I'm sorry. PFF ranked quarterbacks coming into this year. Michael, he's 20th. You know, Smith's 15th. You know Aaron Rodgers is? Fifth. So be mad at us. And Mike said this, and this is a great point. I want to have a year like this. Where instead of us internally as Jet fans being mad at the team, yeah. outside of us, people are mad at us because we're good. And we get to laugh in your face. And morons like Sean Payton, I want to say, Jet ain't going to do nothing about that. We get to smash your team and just enjoy every single second of it. That's what I hope this season is all year long. There's going to be losses, guys, of course. We know that. Every week's not going to go great. Some things are going to go wrong. We know that already. But to look at the squad and act like it's a team, oh, they're, they're whatever. That the team just for show. That's not that's not the team this year. We've had other years like that, right? In the past, where we thought we were going to be great, and we weren't a long time ago. But that's not this team this year. You can't find somewhere that doesn't at least think they're going to win ten games. Right. You know, so they're going to be improved. They're going to be a good team. The defense is going to be one of the best in the league. The the, the schedule is tough. Don't get me wrong, but Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback now. I don't go into a game and go. Oh man, we gotta play the Bills in Buffalo. No, I'm like, oh, look, I'll, I don't care who we play, where we play them. This isn't Zach Wilson. I'm stressed out now because I'm going to New England on a Monday night. I don't care now. I got Aaron Rodgers now. Yeah. Everything's changed for us, and people are mad about it. Right? You could, you could feel it. <clears throat> you could hear it in the media. I don't know what Sean Payton's problem is. Look, Hackett wasn't a great head coach. That was documented. I don't think he wasn't a great head coach because of X's and O's. He was a great head coach because of his his interpersonal relationships. You know, which which matters. It means a lot. It's something that Herm Edwards was the best at, right? Some guys are just great at it. Then we got a Mangini in, horrible at it, but he was great at X's and O's. You have your strengths, you have your weaknesses. I don't think it matters to Jets fans because all Paul Hackett's doing here is coaching the offense. Right. It's something he's proven to already do do good at. Have a great relationship with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not stressed out. I don't. I didn't look at that as a negative on him for the job he's doing with us. If he wants to be a head coach again, yeah, I get it. But when it comes to being an offensive coordinator, man, I have complete faith in Hackett. Maybe as a head coach, he wasn't the best. You heard his communication wasn't great. One of the main yeah. things you have to do as a head coach, I understand that. But um, you said it, Mike. When Russell Wilson is sailing passes like into the stands and missing guys wide open and he can't scramble really anymore, you know, and it just seems like everything he does is the wrong decision, I mean – I understand if you're Sean Payton, you want to create a, a reason why that happened. But in reality, we all saw him play last year. I'm, I'm sure with Payton, Mike, he's a good head coach, good offense system. I expect Russell Wilson to have a better year this year. I think he will have a better year this year than he had last year. But his time as an elite top five quarterback, that's over with. I, to me, that's over with. I don't think that's, that's here anymore. And no matter what Sean Payton does and what tricks he makes up, that's not coming back anytime soon because he's not he's not Drew Brees. He's not Drew um, Brees. You know, God, he's not. He's not. Sorry to say that. Yeah. So, um, speak. You want me to get into some some camp updates? Yeah. For you? Let everybody know. I know there's. I know there's been a lot of highlights. Garrett Wilson with some of the greatest catches in camp history coming out, Mike. A lot of news and notes to get to here. We'll go through this and then we'll get out of here for today. Yeah, man. So coming out of today's camp, the biggest story was Garrett Wilson got hurt. Uh, he went up for a catch, came down on his ankle. Stala says he should be fine. Just tweaked it a bit. So um, that's that was good news. Um, okay. Also, Makai Becton was back to practicing. So yesterday, um, he was t he did not practice. And and here's the thing, guys. And I seen a lot of negative comments on Becton. And you know, I heard you know he's been struggling a little bit in camp. But last year, when he showed up to camp, 
he was on the side puking because yeah. he was out of completely out of shape okay and then he just moved and ripped the kneecap so he's not like that he's actually in really good shape but guys he hasn't played in like two years so what he's doing with his knee he's never he hasn't done like he's he's actually you know testing that thing yeah and the jets are just kind of taking it day by day right so just expect some struggles some 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 hiccups in these first days and weeks into training camp with makai guys don't expect makai to be the starter either i think that he's probably going to be a swing tackle based on what i'm hearing with max mitchell doing a phenomenal job second year uh fourth round pick he's probably going to look at to win our right tackle spot dwayne brown has not practiced yet uh dealing with some personal issues coming back from uh you know his injury on the left side but there's no mistake that the offensive line is our biggest issue right now on this team if there is a hole it is the offensive line and how that's yeah. going to gel um but i just wanted to address that with makai and i'll let you keith just give your opinion on that um because i'm not freaking out yet with him because i really didn't count him okay going into this season as we have to have him it would be great yeah. if he's awesome that would remember what i said like that takes us to a whole nother level but i'm not expecting anything from makai back then so any little good that we're able to get from him would be fantastic um but i would say guys he's re he's still getting back in shape it's been two years he is in good shape uh um you know uh from a running perspective you know endurance perspective but he's not back yet uh for being ready for a starter yeah, Mike, I know a lot of the reports that are coming out of camp is that he's getting beat by our boy Will. Will the Thrill, 15th pick in the draft, which you do want to hear from a draft pick standpoint. You didn't want to hear from a Beckton standpoint. Carl Lawson's beating him as well. I know he's running with the twos a little bit there. I got, he got a break yesterday. Uh, Mike has a good point. I think when I initially heard he's getting beat and not playing well in practice, I probably had the same reaction as most Jet fans, which is, this guy's got to be kidding me. Are you, me and Mike are talking. I'm like, are you serious with this guy? He misses the year. He has... You know, he throws the Jets under the bus for his injury that was all of his own making and decided not to get surgery. And then he gets injured and blames the Jets, which is mind boggling. Um, and I think Coach Salah was really mature about it. He didn't really bite it. He just, he was, he was cool about it, our coach. Um, I think that's the reason, Mike, you saw them bring in Billy Turner, Max Mitchell last year. When he was healthy before he got hurt, Max Mitchell played well at right tackle. He was actually playing pretty good and he was just a rookie then. I think they like both those players, Carter Warren. Yeah. Maybe to a lesser extent, but they drafted him this year. He's a guy that could have went in the second round last year. So um, I think they're looking at it as all those guys. And we said this We said this the whole time here. Um, all those guys, I think Joe Douglas looks as is as good or almost as good as Beckton at this point. You got to take the draft stock and throw that out the window and just look at what you're seeing on the field. I know where Beckton was drafted, guys. I understand that, man. And he's a behemoth and he's tremendous. And his rookie year, he had some great games. Uh, that's a long time ago. You know, that's that's a couple of surgeries ago. That's a few years ago, like Mike said. So as, as mad as I was when I first heard he wasn't playing well, Michael, you do have a point where he hasn't done this in a while. If we take our time, if he can stay healthy, and if he can be a competent right tackle, I think he can help the team this year if he can stay on the field. But I don't think anyone's expecting that. You know, I don't think anyone's banking on him. I, I certainly wasn't. Uh, I think Max Mitchell's pretty decent. You know, we'll see. He didn't play much last year. But when he played, he was pretty good, Mike. I think with Becton's attitude, with the comments he made about the injuries and the coaching staff, and no one cared when I was hurt and this and that. I mean, that was Jet fans I spoke to, man. No, obviously, no one liked those comments, Mike. So I think most of us were expecting him to come into camp and try and just dominate. But he's yep. saying he wants to be the left tackle. Yep. You're not, you're having problems at right tackle, you know? So let's be patient, Jet fans. Let's see a couple weeks from now where he's at. You know, me and Mike going to be at the Hall of Fame game. Uh, I think it's like 10 days from now or whenever it is, Michael. Um, maybe a week from now. So, we'll see if he plays in that game. Hopefully, he's healthy and ready to play in that game. Yeah. And offensive line is our biggest hole. You're right, Mike. And there's guys. Um, there's a few different guys on different teams in the NFL right now that are on offensive lines that want contracts and maybe don't want to play for the teams they're on, like Martin, different guys like that. That Who knows what happens with the new money that we've, we've stumbled upon here uh, with a little Aaron Rodgers helping us out. So, Maybe there's going to be someone added to the line. If they can get something for Becton, Mike, um, a third-round pick. If you knew right now you can get a third-round pick from Akai Becton, I think you make that trade. Uh, unless they think he's going to be a competent starter. Mike, if they even think for a second, any of the other guys we just mentioned, Max Mitchell, Billy Turner, Carter Warren, Mike, if they think any of them can challenge Becton for the right tackle spot, he should get traded then. 
because that means all those guys are almost as good as you and you're, you're, you're that's how far your stock has dropped so get something for him now while you can would be my approach and my yeah. outlook but whatever the case may be locking this down the offensive line that's priority number one before number we one. play that first game versus buffalo Mike. i i completely agree and again we we talked about how important that line is going to be specifically even if we get dalvin cook and Brees hall we, we you know this offense wants to run the offense with running attack to control the ball and then Aaron run, runs off that. Obviously, that's what's going to be. So the line is going to be imperative. Now, other highlights today. I, I like, I love Dennis Wazak. He's the AP guy who covers the Jets. He yeah. does a great job, you know, quickly summarizing. Uh, he he put tweeted out today, Don, uh, Zonovan Knight looked fantastic. Nice. Brownlee, the UDFA. Salah just said they tried to draft him. Okay. Yeah. And they just didn't end up getting him, but they got him in his UDFA and they were really excited. He ran with the ones today. Beat Sauce one-on-one -on -one for a T, Keith. Just he beat Sauce? Beat Sauce one-on-one -on -one for a touchdown, Brownlee. So keep your eye on this cat. Um, he was looking great. Rodgers supposedly was really good today. Moreland flashed. Charles flashed. Um, Yaboa, uh, keep your eye on Yaboa. Zerline, seven for seven today. 50 and 55 yards. Oh, I love kicks. him. Greg Delay. <laughs> like we said, Garrett Wilson got hurt. Lazard, Corey Davis was sick uh, this morning. So, And then Uz Uzama was back at practice. <laughs> so um, that was pretty good. But other guys, look, so for overall camp vibes, I just want to let you know, Keith, JJ, Jermaine Johnson, killing it. Will McDonald, looking okay. fantastic. D-line, just looking great overall. Tony Adams at safety. Picked off uh, Aaron Rodgers yesterday. It was actually a flag, so it didn't actually truly count, quote-unquote. But he's been looking really good at the free safety position. And another guy, man, Zach Wilson, Keith. What? Great. Only quarterback that has not thrown an interception. Okay, so far through camp. And he, they're just saying he, he's got no pressure on him. And he's just out there just, just throwing the ball, man. To the point now where they're not concerned about bringing another quarterback in according to what i've been reading here like that he's been looking that solid now we're gonna see zach front and center at that hall of fame game so yeah. you and me you and me have already seen him so many times live eyeball test we will be able to see <laughs> we will be able to see that that's kind of like where my head is we're gonna go to the hall of fame game i'm just gonna be looking at zach and being like yo and pretty much this contract update that uh Rodgers did offsets Zach and what yeah. should have been with him. So yeah. it, it's dope. And Zach, you know, he's got an opportunity here to continue to grow. And basically, when it's time for Rodgers to leave, like, you can probably decline the Jets and go off and try to go be a coach somewhere else. Or, you know, if you're doing great and the Jets believe in you and you believe in them, you can go ahead and try to resurrect your career you know here as a starter so there's an opportunity for him but zach i just want to help, uh, point out he has been doing well uh in camp and um you know we'll see uh what what the next practices bring so th those are the big updates we've got so well, that's far. good to hear with zach especially because one of my questions when we did the show last week and one of my big head one of the things we, we we mentioned a bunch of headlines or different things for jet fans to keep an eye on throughout uh, the preseason here mike one of them was zach wilson is we know they're publicly committed to him. He's the number two. We still have faith in Zach, blah, blah, blah. Um, did they really feel, though, in-house, that's the guy they want in case something happened to Rodgers right behind him? We didn't know if that was really true, and we wanted mm. to see him at least play well here in the preseason to give us some confidence in him because, I mean, he, he really does have – it's hard to not have – it's hard to have a positive view of Zach after these first two years. He's been at the bottom of the league and everything you could possibly think of. So um, it'd be good to have a nice preseason. I think even though he's the backup, it's important for him to have a nice preseason, Michael. So I'm happy to hear that. Um, I think when it comes to Brownlee, man, he went to Southern Southern Mississippi. 6'3", he's about 200 pounds. I mean, this guy's 40-inch broad jump, 40-inch uh, vertical. So I think they looked at him, and this guy is somebody that's an undrafted free agent. He wants to play special teams. He'll like, I'll do anything you want. Yeah, team. yeah kind of the 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 antithesis of what Denzel Mims was here. Denzel Mims, similar height, similar size, similar metrics, but wasn't really versatile when it came to playing special teams, or at least Mike didn't embrace it the way coaches want you to when you want to be on a team. 
which is I'll do anything this team asks me to do, and then I'll get a shot at where I think I play best down the line. Let me just put the work in. Um, I don't think you're to worry about that with a guy like Brownlee. I think he has a good chance to make the team. When we talked about draft and we talked about the undrafted free agents, he's someone we spoke about and highlighted, Michael. They gave him actually a nice little bit of money for an undrafted free agent, which makes me think he's going to at least be on the practice squad minimum or could be a surprising addition to the wide receiver group, which already looks pretty good. But that could be our fifth wide receiver. There. So I'm stoked, man. The way everything's going in so far as, uh, you know, preseasons go, only four or five practices in here, Mike. Uh, a lot of highlights, a lot of positivity, a lot of good vibes, enough good I, vibes that we're, we're rattling coaches at other places. They feel the need to just try to chime in, even though we don't play them for 10 weeks. You know? Sometimes I don't really like covering subjects like Brownlee because, you know, in our SCFL, we're in the same division and I'm scooping that dude up. On the oh, I know, I know, I know. Believe me. That's like a Justin Ross. And nobody, nobody knows. Time. No one knows about in our league. No one knows about no Brownlee. You do. I might, yo, I got picked 24 and 25. I'm looking at a Bannacanda right now. Like, I know you. I, of course you are. Of, co- of course I Of course you are, bro. You know? So we'll see what happens. We'll see who's available by that point, guys. Hey, but this is a great show, man. I was, I'm was. i happy to talk to you and Sammy. I know Sammy, I'm sorry you had a little technical difficulties there. He's driving through, I think, West Virginia right now. So once you well, get into sense. that area. Now it makes sense. I mean, now I mean, it makes sense because they stop having cell phone towers. They're you the know, American makes- version the american version of the hill people see the hill people are really canadian we know that, yes right they're canadians they're yep. not americans but but west virginia that's kind of like our version of hill people yeah it's the only state in the most recent election that every county in the state voted for the same person so oh, it showed wow. you the diver- diversity in west virginia is not the highlight of that state every other state no matter how red or blue we are in our country at least one county is like oh, i'm going for the other guy just throw, just to sprinkle it in you know uh, even even Trump won a county. I think Trump. <clears throat> oh no, I think Massachusetts might have gone all against Trump too. I might be wrong here, guys. But West Virginia, that that place is something else. You know, we probably don't have one listener in the whole state, so I don't mind telling you your state is you like you you are the USA equivalent of Buffalo. Mike is correct. There. <laughs> um, Mike, this is a great show though. I was happy to talk to you. We'll be back next week. We'll be out there in Ohio next week. Me and Mike going to the Hall of Fame game. I'm getting Mike from the airport uh, next Tuesday. We're gonna drive out, do a little road trip out there, film everything, go to the Hall of Fame game, go to the Hall of Fame. Um, have a lot of fun. So we'll be back next week with that. And Mike, if anyone does want to get at us in any way, shape, or form, how can they do that? Guys, we're on YouTube. Please like and subscribe on Facebook at AEBG.JetsRadio, on Twitter at AEBG underscore NYJ podcast, and on Instagram at Jet.AEBG. You heard the man on behalf of the biggest Jet fan in the state of Texas, Michael Agaris, and on behalf of the man who's no longer on the screen, the number one high school football coach of the nation today. I'll give you on behalf of the Wookiee as well. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Get with you next week. Peace out. Oh.